The Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, chapter 15. Now all the tax collectors and sinners were coming near to listen to him. And the Pharisees and the scribes were grumbling, saying, This fellow welcomes sinners and eats with them. So he told them this parable. Then Jesus said, There was a man who had two sons. The younger of them said to his father, Father, give me my share of the property that will belong to me. So he divided his property between them. A few days later, the younger son gathered all he had and traveled to a distant country. And there he squandered his property in dissolute living. When he had spent everything, a severe famine took place throughout the land, and he began to be in need. So he went and hired himself out to one of the citizens of that country, who sent him to his fields to feed the pigs. And he would gladly have filled himself with the pods that the pigs were eating, and no one gave him anything. But when he came to himself, he said, How many of my father's hired hands have bread enough and to spare? But here I am dying of hunger. I will get up and go to my father, and I will say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Treat me like one of your hired hands. So he set off and went to his father. But while he was still far off, his father saw him and was filled with compassion. He ran and put his arms around him and kissed him. Then the son said to the father, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his slaves, Quickly, bring out a robe, the best one, and put it on him. Put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet, and get the fatted calf and kill it. Let us eat and celebrate, for this son of mine was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. And they began to celebrate. Now his elder son was in the field, and when he came and approached the house, he heard music and dancing. He called one of the slaves and asked, What's going on? And he replied, Your brother has come, and your father has killed the fatted calf, because he got him back safe and sound. Then he became angry and refused to go in. His father came out and began to plead with him, but he answered his father, Listen, for all these years I have been working like a slave for you, and I have never disobeyed your command. Yet you have never given me even a young goat so that I might celebrate with my friends. But when this son of yours came back, who has devoured your property with prostitutes, you killed the fatted calf for him. Then the father said, Son, you are always with me, and all that is mine is yours. But we had to celebrate and rejoice. Because this brother of yours was dead and has come to life, he was lost and has been found. The Gospel of the Lord. You may be seated. 
Let us pray. Almighty God, teach us how to rejoice when what is lost returns to you. Amen. Seminary student went jogging with his father, and they were in the city. And as they were jogging along, they were talking about what the seminary student was learning, and the father was sharing what he had been doing in the inner city ministry. About halfway through their jog, they decided that they would want pizza when they got home. So they decided that they would call for a home-delivered pizza. As they were heading towards a phone booth to make the call, you all remember what a phone booth is? They decided that uh, as they were heading towards a phone booth, a homeless man came up to them and said, do you have anything, any spare change? And the father reached into his pocket and pulled out two handfuls of coins and said, take what you need. And the homeless man was joyful and he took all the change. He started walking away and then the father realized, oh, I need a couple coins for the phone booth. And so he called to the, poor, uh, to the homeless man, pardon me. I need to make a call. Can you spare some change? And the homeless man turned and held out two handfuls of coins and said, Here, take what you need. We are all prodigals. We are all beggars. And we're going to be totally astonished when God says to us, Here, Take what you need. The stories about unconditional love, and there are no conditions with unconditional love. Love is always there. When we are given a gift, we are asked to embrace it and tell it and pass it along. Like the homeless man returned the two handfuls of coins. So we're in this season of Lent. It's kind of a strange time of year. Right in the middle of the week, a worship service interferes with what we're doing. And we have these sermons on Sunday and on Wednesday that talk about our brokenness and our need for God's love. But Lent is still important. It talks about, in this week, the lostness of the two sons. Lent helps us admit our own faults. Lent makes us think about a broken community and the relationships within that community. Lent helps us look at ourselves in a new way. Lent helps us realize that we sometimes are in despair. 
So why this parable? Why is it used in Lent? Little side note, this text has relatively been in in the new pericope recently, before it used to be in the season of green, not purple. And there it was talking about growing in faith. But when it gets into purple, then it talks about repentance and about what God is doing. So this parable today is about grace, but it's not cheap grace. It's costly grace. And it starts with the father giving everything to the son. It moves to the father when he sees the son returning and he has compassion on him and kisses him, and dresses him, and walks through the village so everyone can see him. The father takes on the humiliation by walking with the son who should be excommunicated. But it's not just the younger son. The older son wounds the father too, and that older son needs grace Also, the older son is approached by the father to come in and celebrate the lost son who is now returned. So the parable talks about Jesus, who is the suffering servant, who at great cost comes to the prodigals of the world, but also comes to the Pharisees and scribes of the world. Jesus suffers for God's creation. If we were reading this text all the way through the whole chapter, the first parable is about the lost sheep. One sheep disappears, 99 are left. They find the lost sheep and says, come and celebrate with me. The next parable is about the lost coin and the nine coins who were not lost. And the owner of the coin says, come and celebrate with me. And then there is this parable, the parable of the two lost sons and the father who says, come and celebrate with me. If we're righteous and we can't celebrate, then what are we looking at for a relationship with God? Are we looking at merit, something we do, live rightly? Or are we looking at a relationship with God based on mercy? Where what we do is only frosting on the cake, but nothing to do with the relationship? If we see the lost 
being found and we can't celebrate? What does that tell us about when God says the angels in heaven repents, rejoices when the sinner repents? The point is, what is our relationship with each other and with God? This parable, it's the longest story in the Gospels. has three parts. The son negotiating with the father and leaving for the foreign country the homecoming of the son and the father rejoicing, and the exchange between the father and the older son. There are some really remarkable things in the story. The first one is that the son asks for his inheritance while the son is still alive. Our world is not any different than Jesus' world. You don't ask your father for your inheritance when your father is still alive. He's got to die. And so he asks, can I have my inheritance? He's saying, Dad, I wish you were dead so I can have my money. And the father does something shocking. He gives it to him. Second shocking thing. The son leaves immediately. Was he humiliated that his father did this? And he knew that the town would rebel against him? Did he just want to get away to a far country? to a far place in his head, get away from his brother. The third shocking things. His money runs out, and a famine hits the land, and he can no longer take care of himself. So he gives himself as an indentured servant to a Gentile, to a pig farmer, Now, that doesn't sound bad to our ears living in Iowa, right? Lots of us are pig farmers. But the drought, feeding the pigs, he's a Jew, he's not supposed to touch pigs, and even considering, like I said with the children's sermon, even eating what the pigs were eating, to stay alive. Fourth shocking thing. Says he came to himself and decided to go home. Is this repentance? Maybe. Is this more scheming? Maybe. What he realized, though, things were better at home. At home, there was the family. At home, there were the hired hands. At home, there were the slaves. 
he wanted to come home as a hired hand. Fifth shocking thing. He comes home, and before he even gets home, his father sees him, which means a father must be looking for his son every day. And he runs to him. A dignified landowner doesn't run. But this father does. He's not a normal father. He runs to his son and embraces him. Sixth shocking thing. The son starts his practice speech. He has sinned, not worthy of the father, not to be treated, should be treated like a servant. The father interrupts him and gives directions to his servants. Seventh shocking thing. The party's going on. He is being accepted. He has walked his son through the city with his arm around him saying, he is mine. He is accepted. You, the city people, have to accept him too. But the party's going on. And the elder son comes and he hears the celebration. And he wants to know what's happening. And again, the focus is not totally on the elder son, but what does the father do? He leaves the party and goes out to his son. The elder father never should approach the younger son. He humiliates himself again. He does it to bring harmony to the family. And what do we learn about the elder son? We learn that the elder son, though he never left his father, went a long ways away from his father in his head. I have slaved for you these many years. There is no love from the elder brother. He talks to his father and says, this son of yours. But the father will have none of that. He calls the elder my son. And he says, this brother of yours. It is about relationships. And the ninth shocking part of this story is, surprise, it has no ending. 
We don't know if the younger son tricks the father again. We don't know if the younger son and the older son have a fight. We don't know if the elder son comes into the party and accepts what's going to happen. It's just there. It's just there because we live in that parable. And we have to decide how the story ends. But we know this. The main point of the story is about the rejoicing Father. It's about the angels in heaven rejoicing over that which is lost. It is about a congregation worshiping together on Sunday morning and Wednesday during Lent so that we all who are prodigals can come to the feast and have relationships healed so that there is no far-off country to run to. Christ welcomes us. Romans 15, 7. Welcome one another just as Christ has welcomed you, for this is the glory of God. Amen.